everyone, it's uh, Charles Velasco, and I'm the team leader of the Velasco Team Remax. Unfortunately, my co-host Hillary is not with us today, but to continue on with our introduction, we are the owners of Life in Sacramento, and today we have with us Leo, who is the managing editor of Cowbell, Cowbell Kingdom, and he's also the host of the CK Podcast, which covers all things professional sports related, and of course the Sacramento Kings too. So thank you so much for taking the time to come with us today. So, uh, yeah, do you want to kind of tell us about your story, like how did it all start and how you got started in uh, the field you're in right now? Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's it's a pleasure. Uh, it's, it's an honor. Um, anytime that we can collaborate together and just with other people in this community that make a big difference. For that, I thank you. Um, in terms of me, I graduated from the University of Nevada, Reno in 2015, uh, started I graduated at Franklin High School in Stockton in 2011, so went straight to Reno, uh, graduated with my, with my degree in broadcast journalism, and then I was interning as a sophomore for a local blog in Sacramento. It's no longer up, but you know that gave me experience. It, it allowed me to create contact within the organization. And then in 2015, James Ham, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he now works for NBC California. He was, uh, I guess, the owner of Cowboy Kingdom. Um, he was the second person at that time. And since we were good friends, he kind of passed it down to me, obviously for, for a fee that I'm not going to disclose. But I bought it off of him. Um, and at the time, it was just a website like anything else. Like, you read articles, and, um, and, that's, how you, and that's how people gathered their their news from and it, it made sense because at the time it was Sacktown Royalty and Cowboy Kingdom being like the two blogs uh, that would cover the Kings and give you like that fans perspective I would say but when I took over I kind of realized that the monetization as perspective of, of like a blog and, and how people were really transitioning to Instagram and it's just everything visual everything re, uh, watching video yeah. I was like, well, there isn't much money in an article-based uh, type format. So I decided to really um, transition into more of a multimedia uh, platform, where yeah. that was really my background at the University of Arena. We really focused uh, at the Reynolds School of Journalism on creating content visually. So both my cousin and I, Eman, uh, who's been my right hand for a long time, we, well, he made the Instagram page and... And I was like, I don't know. I'm, my background also was just to write articles, and I would wrong long-form type articles. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. And little by little, we transitioned, and there was a lot of bumps, like anything else. How do we make money? How do we, you know, uh, continue to grow this platform and then have it to where it helps us, you know, make money? So can it get us into the door with this sponsor? You know, is it enough just to say? You know, this episode is presented by, by, by Red Bull, for example. And the yeah. answer was always no to me because I would always put myself in their, sh in, in their shoes and I was like, okay, well, if this person gets 500 listen, uh, views or listens into a podcast, how is that going to benefit me? So what I decided to do was more so um, create original content for that sponsor at the same time uh, promote promote their brand on our platforms but we were growing our platform 
making original content, so more of like an agency type thing, but also having our, our platform to where we can promote and, and um, promote their stuff on our platform. So it's more of like a double whammy. Uh, it's, it's a win-win for both. And we kind of transitioned into that, okay, we're, we're more of a multimedia company where we can produce any type of content, you know, video, um, you know, video production, photography, and also promoting their their brand on our platform, which is growing and it's been growing ever since 2015, since since we took over. So that's kind of a little bit of what I do. And when people say, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm just more of a media entrepreneur. I cover the Kings. I have my own podcast where we discuss, you know, the NBA, the NFL, all sports, business, culture. I also interview people within, the, uh, within our community as well. And, yeah. you know, I'm managing that aspect you know covering the draft right now um oh, but, yeah. but, but, to that, man. Like, right your, but but we're means. also focusing on our clients that yeah. you know that pay the bills that not only do we promote them on our instagram posts and you yeah. know uh, as as ad placements here on in, in in my in my studio but we're creating their content so it's always like shuffling and just going up and down looking at my whiteboard and saying oh what's next you know what what task is next <laughs> So it's 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 definitely fun, um, and I've been blessed just to to be able to do what I love at the end of the day, and it's just to create content. But specifically, my love is just basketball. So yeah, and, and we'll dive more deep into that. But that's a really right. interesting story that I didn't know that uh, the ownership switched places. Uh, that's actually really interesting because I I follow both like sources for King, for the Kings. Uh, to follow the Kings and wow, that's actually really interesting stuff that I feel like not a lot of people know about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah James Ham's a great guy. Uh, I think he was at the position to where, you know, being independent. And I tell people this all the time. It's it's not easy. There were a lot of sleepless nights. Um, yeah. You know, during this 2015 to 2021, and and even now with the pandemic, it kind of really hurt us a lot from a from a client perspective. Um, because obviously there's no marketing dollars when you're shut down, right? But even while I would say from 2015 to 2018, you're always thinking like, damn, like, how am I going to make money? Or, you know, like, should I just go work for a TV station? Obviously having the background and, 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 and the skills and the talent to do it. But I never really gave up on that. And, you know, just being independent, being your own boss, it's not easy because you have to go out and go get all these sponsorships and, and, and continue to create uh, your own content. So it, it, it was difficult, man. It's not for everyone because sometimes it gets discouraging and you just have to have the right support system. Um, and for me, my faith in God is big. So that's always been my rock and my foundation. So I think uh, for the people who want to go independent, you know, yeah. you have to be ready and prepared because <laughs> it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, and what's nice is that you have that freedom to create your own content and literally say whatever you really want. Right. Because if you work for a bigger corporation, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, oh, you can't do that. Or they're going to have right. you prove this, prove that. And like that slows down the content. That actually slows down the business more, if anything. Right. 100%. 100%. Freedom's everything, man. And at the end of the day, uh, I just, you know, I don't take it for granted, but. If there were, obviously, I'm not close to the idea either that if, you know, ESPN came to me and said, I'm going to give you your own show, 
you know, I'm going to have to consider it. You know, I'm not, I'm not dumb. You know what I'm saying? So like they, if they offer me my own show, uh, or like a big corporation would say, Hey, I'm going to pay you, you know, triple of what you make now with me being married and, uh, and, and thinking about all these bills and, and all these things, like that's definitely something that you want to think about because at the end of the day right now, I don't have any kids. So I dedicate my life to content. And I know that once I have kids, all this time that I'm spending, I'm going to have to dedicate time to my family. And sometimes that's why people love the nine to five and more of the freedom and the weekends off. Like doing this, there is no time off really because you get what you put out, right? If you don't produce, you don't get views, you don't get money, et cetera. So it's not like it's, it's not like it's, it's freedom but it's not because you're a slave to it. But if you love it, then you don't see it that way. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. No, because <laughs> like I'm similar to you. I'm thinking more long term. Right. Stuff, like it's like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not always going to have this time where we could be creating content, hunting, getting 100 percent. We have to build it out where we have systems and people in place where we can mm-hmm. be good fathers, be do those things. And that's right. actually really cool that like uh, you think you think of it in a long term view as well. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, I have a few questions for you. So what, uh, this is random, what do you think the Sacramento Kings need to do in order to make the playoffs? They need to trade for Ben Simmons. I actually released my mock draft, my second mock draft from 6 to 10. I'm doing I'm doing it more in segments, and I'm probably going to change it up even more. But two days ago, I did my 1 through 5, and obviously the Kings being, having the number 9 pick, I did 6 through 10 uh, yesterday. I actually released it this morning at 6 a.m. You definitely check that out. But uh, I have them essentially trading Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, uh, Harrison Barnes, just to sweeten the deal, and a future unprotected 2022 first round pick, not this year's, and a lottery-protected 2024 trade for Ben Simmons and some, some cap some some salary cap guys that just could match salaries, which would be like Anthony Tolliver and then like uh, George Hill, which the Kings wouldn't keep those guys. It'd just be more to make that deal work. Um, I just think the component of adding a guy like Ben Simmons, who was controversial in, in the aspect of people, you know, I was talking to your guy uh, right before this, people being prisoners of the moment, the last thing they remember is Ben Simmons not wanting to take a shot and not wanting to dunk on Trey Young. Oh, he can't play. He chokes. I tell people this, man. You know, hold your horses. Before you get to the playoffs, you you have to make the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. the Kings haven't made the playoffs in 15 years, so we can't worry about what he yeah. is in the playoffs. At the end of the day, he's 24 years old. He's only going to get better. But he's if this guy can help. That's right. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> he's like, 24 years old. It's like. He has all these years. Exactly. To He's 24 years old. And if he can come in here and play a different role, which is which would be more of a Draymond Green role along Tyrese and De'Aaron Fox. Why on earth wouldn't you do that? He, he fits the timeline. He's a great defensive player. All his strengths are literally what this team needs. Toughness, IQ, field, defense, rebounding, versatility. That's exactly what the Kings need. So for people to say, oh, I, I don't want to pay this guy like, bro. He's an all NBA player. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And, and on top of that, like it's like it's funny because when he gets on the Kings too, he'll, he'll actually have time to develop a jump shot with less pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like he he'll get a hundred percent. The Sixers like like the Sixers fans are just like bashing him right now. I'm like, dude, like 
He's a he's a human being. Like I feel like he's the second best player on the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That holds weight. That has to mean something. And they almost made it to the Eastern Conference right. Finals, and they could have made it to the NBA Finals. They probably could have matched up slightly well with the Bucks, but that's yeah. that's what bothers me. I'm like, it's crazy how like Sacramento Kings fans we think more of like we just want to make the playoffs. We're grateful if our team puts in a good effort. Yeah. Well, 50 percent of the fan base. I, I don't know if you if you saw my post, but. When I posted the just the idea of Ben Simmons to the Kings, it's ridiculous to me. Kings fans are literally, they don't know what they don't know at the end of the day. But fifty, I would say fifty percent said hell no, I don't want this guy. And that's just like it's it's baffling to me. They, they don't even know, understand like basketball. <laughs> it's just like bro, ask any coach, ask any you know front office member in the NBA. The Kings would be blessed and lucky to have a guy like Ben Simmons on his team. Like, what are you talking about? Especially if you don't have to get rid of Fox or Tyrese. What are you saying right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because in the in the new NBA, you only need two. I mean, I would say three good players, like solid players, and then everyone else could be role players or veterans to like actually make a run in the playoffs. Right. Yes, and then uh, when it comes to who do you think is the best player in the Kings right now? Oh, De'Aaron Fox for sure. De'Aaron Fox. Okay, yeah. Cool. And then uh, when it comes to, like, when when do you think is, like, the timeline that the Kings could actually make the playoffs? Next season, if they make the right moves. Again, if they get if they go on and get Ben Simmons, that puts you at 10 more wins. And if you draft the right guy this year, which is a very deep class, that's really what, what's been my focus for the last three months. And every single day from here on out is the NBA draft. And me having the ability to break down and evaluate a prospect to then uh, allow fans to see my point of view and why X prospect makes sense for X team, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, that's, like, with the new NBA draft, like, spots 1 to 30, you can find a superstar anywhere. Exactly. You it's, so, to, you, it's so stacked. It's stupid now. It's like what? You, like yeah, you just have to have the right scouting department in place and the right GM with his front office that know what the hell they're doing. And the Kings haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. On top of that, and uh, honestly, like, what do you like? Uh, how do you feel like you're making life better in Sacramento? I would say just being myself. Um, being a man of God and just being loving towards others. Any chance I get to contribute to this community, uh, I go out and I do it. Um, if it's any type of event here locally, I go out and I go do it. And, you know, me using my platform, I would say for inspirational purposes, for good, um, some can say, like, for me, that's how I see it, like, me not me not being afraid to speak up for social justice matters, you know, like me not afraid to lose followers if, you know, uh, let's call it the way it is, a Republican not agreeing with Black Lives Matter or with, uh, you know, Hispanic children being at the border and then and that affecting Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, I care if it's right or if it's wrong. And sometimes that could be at the heels and, and you know, and cross a line for a lot of people who take politics to another level, more of a being 
a fanatic like like they treat this like if it's like their basketball team or their football team like, oh i i love you know and, and both sides are extremely dramatic honestly and, and i think both parties are garbage at the end of the day it's just a whole political system that i'm not afraid to speak about using my platform and if it's other people trying to get into the business i always take my time if it's a young kid in high school and college and and they need uh you know some type of inspiration or just some type of advice i'm there for them because you know people were there for me and i'm always trying to give back in in any way shape or possible man yeah yeah man and like honestly uh when it comes to your content i feel like it's so brutally honest right it's just like hey like this is the like that's what's nice about your platform it's like you could say whatever you want about like how you feel about stuff and i've seen the stuff you posted about like uh, things and like I, I agree with uh, some of it as well and then when it comes to any other pro- what are any other projects or upcoming events you're working uh, outside of like what you're doing right now um I don't have anything planned right now I just I, I just uh if if anyone has like events in our community and they invite me you know if, if it fits my calendar um, or if it even doesn't, and I, and I know it's significant, I'll make time for it. Yeah. Um, but, but me, just in projects, is just every day reading the Bible. I've read the Bible for the last 179 days, 70 days we've been in, this, in 2021, and just trying to better my faith with God and, you know, be more knowledgeable of what happened and the things that may happen and why they happen and so those types of things and just being a better human being, like, Getting closer to God is making me a better human being, period. So with that comes more empathy, more love towards others. Yeah, definitely. And uh, how do you imagine Sacramento to be like in 10 years from now when it comes to sports entertainment or just entertainment in general? It's just amazing. A small, a small L.A., I would say, because that's been their goal since, since the inception of building Golden One Center, right, where you have this model of success in LA. Obviously, you'll never be LA because you don't have that type of market, but trying to replicate that and then trying to be a smaller version, I don't think it's out of the question, honestly, because our city's growing. You know, hopefully after this COVID stuff, you know, our businesses are, are start to, to boom again as they were before that. Um, I just yeah. think we have a lot going for us, man especially from an entrepreneurial standpoint like so many new businesses popping up and you know hopefully this whole pandemic doesn't discourage people from like being their own bosses but i think i think we'll be fine and you know it's only a matter of time before sacramento unites and makes a huge comeback oh exactly man and then well for the last question when you die how do you want people to remember you in sacramento as a loving uh, as a loving member of this community, uh, a person who is willing to to help the person that's next to him in need. Honestly, like if, pe- if people remember me as like a loud mouth, you know, don't care, uh, blunt person, I didn't do my job. You know, so at the end of the day, I just I'm just trying to help out as much as I can in my community. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for taking a time to be with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, if you guys so so, so 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 let me yeah. ask you something about the housing market. 
Um, do you see a, a crash happening within the next two years? Because I just bought my house last year, man. So, <laughs> and I so, put a lot of money into it. So when it comes to the housing market, like real estate is very hyper local. So like mm -hmm. in New York, there's just way too much inventory and people are getting deals left and right. But if you look in, if you living in Sacramento right now, we have 50% of the buyers are from the Bay Area and a good amount of people are from out of state. And a lot of these people in the Bay Area are paying 3,500 a month to 4,000 a month in rent. Right. And they're swooping on houses here for 2,500 to 3,000 a month. So, and there's no, no one really wants to sell their house, right? Most of the people out here paid off their houses or uh, are passing it generation to generation. So when it comes to the housing market, uh, I would say Sacramento is still undervalued. And I might sound crazy for saying that, but I mean, when you got two people from the Bay Area bringing their Bay Area incomes out here, and on top of that, the entrepreneurship is booming like crazy out here in Sacramento. Like, it's, I mean, and no one really wants to sell their house because they don't have to. It's just. Yeah, it's but do you think, but do you think there'll be a correction of the market? Because right now the prices are just outrageous. Oh, yeah. Well, the prices are outrageous, but like when it comes to the interest rate, it's still low. Right, so, right. Yeah, so it, it really depends on the interest rate too. So if the interest rate jumps up a 10, 15%, of course there's gonna be like a price adjustment, but like it's all about people buy what's affordable to them and it's very affordable in Sacramento. So, so that's kind of like- Still. Still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know because yeah. uh, I think the, the price uh, or the value of the house that, that both my wife and I bought was when we bought it like at 385, right now it's like at 440. Oh yeah. So it, it's just like it's and and that's not including the stuff that we've added. It's just like the property value in itself. It's just, to me, it's just it's mind-boggling because I'm like, there's no way that this should be happening. But it makes sense because people are working from home now and they're coming from the Bay Area. Like I've 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 always known that, and which was a huge reason. But I didn't I didn't think it was fifty percent of like that's that's a lot of people. Like that's a significant oh, yeah. no, percentage. It, it's nuts, and like I work with a lot of investors too. They're just scooping up houses like because a lot of people are putting their money into real estate because right. they're making all the money they made in stocks and other investments into right. real estate because they could it's like they could just rent it out and it only matters when they actually sell the house so most of these people like are gonna wait like investors would wait so yeah that's crazy yeah. I know, man. It's a it's a crazy market, especially in stocks too. Like, man, all, all these AMC's, you know, TRCA's, just yeah, it's wild, it, man. It, yeah, it's nuts. It's just like real estate is. I, I would say Sacramento, like real like real estate's very hyper local. So, SAC is still blowing up. Like, it, I I mean, like back then, like people and like the businesses weren't thriving as much as they are now in Sacramento. Like it, it's just absolutely nuts out here and it's great for the entrepreneurship and the city of Sacramento, all the tax money goes back into the city. So I honestly think it's great for our community and there's more opportunities for everyone. Right on. That's it. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you sharing that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, I appreciate you for being with us. And if you guys want to uh, uh, listen to our podcast, you can look up on Apple music uh, and all that uh, Apple podcast, my bad. <laughs> but. Yeah, dude, appreciate you for uh, being on and thank you for the time, taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, guys.